Welcome to the Gideon's Church Speaker Program, where our mission is to help develop more and better speakers. Whether you've been speaking for decades or just thinking about getting qualified, you will find valuable tips, lessons, and inspiration here. This is Sean Graver from the Tacoma Northwest Camp in Tacoma, Washington, and now here is this week's episode. Now, our guest today and his wife have been members of the Gideon's International since 1962. As a chemical engineer, his travels around the country have led him to New York, where he served as state vice president, and then back to Washington State here, where he served as state treasurer, vice president, and president, also in other various cabinet membership coordinator roles, church assignment roles. Uh, so it's an honor and a privilege today to be speaking with Chuck Barbo from the Skagit South Camp. Hello, Chuck. Hi. So, Chuck, tell us what motivated you to become a church ministry speaker? Well, not too long after I joined the Gideons, within that first year, I attended a Gideon retreat. And on Saturday afternoon, they said, we have some church services scheduled for Sunday. We need a speaker. Would you do one of them? So I said, tell me what to say. Now, what was the preparation and training like at that back then? Well, one of the men there, his name was Harrison Gale, sat down with me and, and gave me an outline to use for the uh, presentation. A number of years later, I asked him if he remembered that, and he said he did not, but he asked me if it was like the one in the guidebook. And I said, well, as far as I know it was, he said, I hope so, because I wrote that section of the guidebook. <laughs> Well, that's a that's a great uh, mentor to have then if you're going to get the the person who actually wrote the book. Yes, I knew Garrison quite well. So I'm at quite a number of international conventions and renewed our acquaintance each time. Now, had you had much uh, experience speaking in public prior to that? <clears throat> yes. When I was in the Army, I spent my time as an instructor at the engineer school. Did you find that that was fairly easy to transfer that experience and that skill set over to the church uh, format, or was that a bit of a, a, a challenge? For me, it was very easy. So when you're preparing to make a presentation to a church for the Gideons, what does your preparation process look like? Well, the first thing I do is get on the connection and find out, have I been to that church before? Because I don't want to use the same testimony. So I make sure that the testimonies that I use for this particular service are all newer than when I was last there. I photocopy testimonies onto a half a sheet of 8.5 by 11 and have them, I range, pick out the ones I plan to use during the presentation, put them in order. And then we get in touch with the pastor and make the necessary arrangements. Now, when you are preparing to come up to the podium to give your presentation, well, what do you typically bring with you? Do you have notes? Do you bring scriptures with you? What are your, uh, the, the tools you like to bring up? Well, I have these testimonies that are written out in the order that I intend to use them, not to read from them, but just to tell me which one is coming next. I do not like to read testimonies. I need to know them well enough so that I can give them without reading. I also take, these days, just a New Testament with me, and some Gideon cards, and a church insert, and that's it. 
You mentioned that you bring the testimonies up with you to, to have a reference, just to remember which one's coming up in which order. So you memorize then the story, or you're, you're able to tell the story then without having to read from it. And, and how do you go about that? Do you spend a lot of time in practice? No, but I, I like spend a lot of time reading it, getting to know it well enough so that I can uh, present it without reading. Okay, so you're just becoming very familiar with the story so that it just becomes a conversational process then of just relaying that story that you've read. Trying to memorize an entire story can be difficult, and it's not always essential that we get every single word spoken exactly the way it's written, maybe in the connection, but it's important that we get across the key elements of the story of the person and their situation and what the positive impact of getting uh, the Word of God was uh, and and how that changed their life. Well, ahead of time, I have gone through and highlighted the high points. I don't use everything, but I just hit the high points. How do you typically open or, or start your presentation then? I start with a testimony, one that uh, will grab their attention. And the one I've been using most recently is, God, if there's any reason I should not end my life in the next two minutes, you need to do something right now. Wow, that's that's a that's a pretty uh, dramatic attention getter. And then I go into the testimony, tell them who it was, what the situation circumstances were, and then how a testament made a difference. In this case, it was a youth testament. And then when I tell that their life has been changed, and I always say that. People's lives are changed when the Word of God is placed in their hands. And then I tell them where we have done school distributions in our camp territory. I always bring in local distributions because people want to know what's going on locally. After I've covered a number of those, then I get into our worldwide outreach and what we do in our third world countries and tell them the 80% of our scriptures are distributed in third world countries, countries that do not have money to purchase their own, and we have the privilege of providing God's word for them. I usually will tell them that last year we distributed uh, 90 million scriptures, so 80% are overseas, but 80% of the funds have to come from us in the United States. So we have a responsibility, I believe, to send them the word of God. As an experienced presenter and as someone who, uh, were even from your military background speaking in front of crowds, one of the most challenging things I think I hear from a lot of speakers is that they, they come up to the podium or they come up in front of the, the microphone and they're, they're nervous and they just, they, they're trying to figure out how to get the attention, how to, how to really connect. And we, we've talked about attention getters, but what do you do to help connect on a personal level when you're communicating with an audience? Well, number one, I don't know what it is to be nervous when I'm in front of a group. I feel completely at ease. And I look at the audience, make eye contact with them, let them know I'm speaking to them, not someplace up in the sky or wherever, but to them. And speaking loudly enough so that the person in the back of the room can hear me. Chuck, it sounds like you have a really unique ability to be very comfortable in front of an audience, and and that's not typical. Most people have a lot of uh, apprehension, a lot of fear, a lot of anxiety. Uh, Is there any 
tips or any advice or anything that you can think of that would maybe help somebody overcome their nerves? Oh, well, let's see. Well, first of all, you have to know your material and be confident of your material. Because as a speaker, I have information that they don't know. So I get to share with them what God is doing through his word. And that's the thing that turns people on. It's what turns you and me on, testimonies. So the biggest share Mm -hmm. of my presentation is testimonies. Not very many statistics because they get pretty boring. And you don't remember them very long anyway. But a lot of people will tell me that, well, I remember last time you were here, you gave such and such a testimony. They remember those. So that's what gets people excited about participating in the Gideon ministry. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had anybody, even right after a presentation, say that was fascinating to hear the number of uh, the numbers you presented and the, the number of countries or the number of scriptures. But they do remember the people. Definitely, they remember the story. They remember that impact, and th- and that's I think that's how we relate. Uh, we have to share the numbers as part of our report. But but yeah, I, I I really think that that's an important distinction you're making there about the emphasis is really on the people yes. and not on the numbers. So, Chuck, tell me, is there maybe an interesting or unique approach that you bring to your presentations? Uh, maybe that's you know something that other people may not do. One of my biggest complaints about church speakers is they're not excited about the ministry. They're not excited about what God's doing. And when I can get excited about that, and I do, people hear that in my voice. As a matter of fact, I had one pastor say, why is it Chuck doesn't get excited about the Gideons? That was in jest, of course, because (laughs) he knew that I did. (laughs) (laughs) Now, you've been presenting then in churches since, would that be 1962, 63, right around from the very beginning? 63. 63. Yep. So as of this recording time, that would be about 54 years. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so you started presenting when you were 12, and, uh, and now uh, <laughs> years have gone by. Now, how have you, over the years, uh, found ways to improve or evolve that presentation uh, so that maybe people aren't hearing the same thing? I mean, other, we know that the testimonies change, but do you bring any other type of different approach as you come to each year? Not necessarily. But I want to make sure that everything is current and up to date. I don't talk about what happened 100 years ago or 50 years ago unless they have never heard our Gideon story before. But then I would only mention that briefly. But what's going on today? What's happening in the world today? Who's coming to the Lord now? And how are the scriptures which we distribute making a difference in people's lives today? I've been in a couple of church presentations where the presenter started off talking about the history of the Gideons, you know, and uh, 101 years ago, and, and you, you can feel the energy drain from the room. Uh, n- not <laughs> because it's, you know, it's not because it's not important. It's it's wonderfully important historical information, and it's a tremendous legacy, and, and a, a, it's a, a great story. But when you have that platform and you have it for such a few precious minutes, you have to reach their hearts. Yes. 
throughout all any presentation, we have one main mission in our presentations, and that's to improve and enhance and, and, and grow the church relationship. And part of that is that we ask people to partner with us to be part of it through, you know, various means. And, and one of those being, uh, you know, financial and one being, of course, membership and other with prayer. And that call to action is done many different ways by different people. Well, one of the things I do, particularly in when I talk about what's happening in some of these third world countries, that they have received a copy of the Word of God because your donations enable us to purchase those scriptures. So thank you for being partners with us in distributing the Word of God. So they are partners with us. And I think that's important for them to feel that. Now, do you roll that into your in your presentation, that call to action, then to, to get them, when you're asking them to, to step up, is that do you connect it that way? I always mention becoming a partner with the Gideons, yes. Yeah, I think that that's a good, I, I like using that word too. I think that's important because it truly is. Uh, we are partners. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're in a church and the pastor is open to receiving an offering, uh, this is always an area that can be somewhat you know, difficult for some people. They're not you know, very confident uh, necessarily in asking. Uh, but how do you prefer to handle the offering? That varies with the church. Last Sunday, I was in a church, uh, and the uh, pastor said, uh, our total offering today is going to go to the Gideons. So they took the offering and turned it over to me after the service. Some pastors like to do it that way. But it's always proper to confirm with the pastor how would he like to have us do the offering. Now, if if the pastor wants you to make that call or to make the, the request for, for an offering. How do you prefer to do that? Well, then I will say, well, we will be at the back at the church after the service, and we will be happy to receive your donations to purchase and send the Word of God around the world. So then you and your prayer partner then would be there to greet people on the way out and to receive donations. Yes. Or if there are more doors, we make sure that we have each door covered, with the Gideon, that is. You had a unique opportunity to work with somebody who really showed you how to make the presentation, gave you how to put the information together, and was somebody who was quite uh, an expert at it. What can we do today at a camp level to prepare our speakers? We have to get them comfortable to be a Gideon, first of all. And some people aren't comfortable being a Gideon and getting out and meeting people and so forth. So they have to be really made to be part of the group or made to feel part of the group so that they can say, we are doing this. It's not me doing this, it's we do this. And I think the emphasis needs to be on we as we work together to spread the word of God. Well, Chuck, if there was one piece of advice you you could leave the listeners with that other speakers or potential speakers, what would that one piece of advice be? You have to be excited about the ministry, and you have to show that as you're speaking. That's the biggest stumbling block. I've heard lots of Gideons where I could almost go to sleep listening to them because they're not exciting. They're not excited about what God is doing. 
And I think what God is doing is something to get excited about. Amen. I agree with that 100%. Well, Chuck, thank you so much for sharing your insight, wisdom, and experience. We certainly appreciate it. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Okay. It's been a pleasure, Sean. Thanks for listening to the Gideon's Church Speaker Program. We hope you found it informative and inspirational. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on an upcoming episode, send me an email at sean.graver at gmail.com. That's S-E-A-N dot G-R-A-V-E-R at gmail.com or visit our website at www.tgispeaker.com and use the password TGI for access. Proverbs 9.9 says, Instruct the wise, and they will be wiser still. Teach the righteous, and they will add to their learning. See you next time.